What's up, guys? Uh, welcome to No Ideas Original. I'm Mr. Rao. This is my buddy, Shannon. Shannon is part of the crew. Today's, today's conversation today's conversation is a little bit about fitness, man. Um, during these trying times, I've noticed, you know, how we were disproportionately targeted, especially when it came to health, how we were, you know, you know, we would we would we would hit bad, man. With you know those who have pre-existing conditions like myself, um, and my my question always begs: well, How many people are unhealthy, or why aren't they, you know, doing better things with their with their time? So I, I had in mind. I know three individuals um, that I know that that are that are real doing their thing in fitness and changing their lives and changing others and other lives as well. So. I wanted to bring a forum together. Me and my partner talked about us, you know, talking about fitness and well-being. And I thought of you three guys, man. Um, first off, would you like? I want y'all to introduce yourself. Start with you, Keith. I am Keisha, uh, aka Fantastic Wonder. <laughs> um, nice. Known Rob for many years, so thanks yes. for having me here. Yes, yes, yes. Go ahead, JH. Hustle. Hey, this is Jamal. How y'all doing, everybody? Um, several AKs. We'll get into all of that later. <laughs> nice, 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 nice. And the big homie. All right, y'all. Uh, uh, but uh, I guess you know y'all see the government man you know, up there. And the callers, we see you, brother. We see you. You know what I mean? <laughs> Can't leave that alone. You know. Um, yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad you you know to be on. Right. So you know. My thing about fitness or my thing about well-being, you know, in 2010, I lost my kidney and a lot of things started to just pop up about, damn, I'm not doing this. I'm not doing that. One of the things I took pride in is, is my breathing and how important it is for breathing and having the right breathing techniques. And I know that follows through with how you work out and, and, and do your regimens. Keith, talk a little bit about, you know, your, your fitness and, and, and what it has done for you. So about maybe about three years ago, I had come to the realization that um, I was overweight from my body. Um, you know, I was carrying about 30 extra pounds and, you know, I, I, you know, thick is in. So you're not really paying attention to it. <coughs> to <the> curve, yeah. <laughs> it still gets all the, you know, attention from outside. Um, but I realized that I had been probably drinking more wine, like more on a daily basis, because, you know, I enjoyed it. So I'd have like two glasses with dinner. And then, you know, I started to see that it was showing up on me physically. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, I got to cut back on this. So that was the first thing I cut back. And then um, my son had an injury where his leg had to be uh, cut open on both sides of his calf. He had uh, injured himself playing basketball and he okay. got compartment syndrome. So they had to drain his legs. So they cut him, his legs, uh, bilateral fasciotomy is what it's called. Wow. And um, <clears throat> when they cut it open, they leave it open for days. And just the mm -hmm. imagery turned me off to meat. Right, right, I couldn't right, eat right. meat after that. 
And I was just like, I was just so gross. I'm like, it looks like a chicken breast. I can't, I can't eat anymore. Meet my son's leg right now. I can't do it. <laughs> right. So um, <coughs> after that, I kind of just gave up meat for a while. And from that incident happened in January, I went to the doctor in July. I had had cl high cholesterol since my early 20s. When I went to my doctor in July for my annual physical and he took my cholesterol, my cholesterol was down 20 points. Nice. Just okay. from cutting out meat. And at that point I was like, I'm done. I'm no more meat. I just will just leave it alone. The dairy was the harder part. It, I didn't give up dairy until the following year, but for the most part, the, the meat and then the dairy went after it, and now my cholesterol has went down so much farther. So every annual physical since then, the doctor's like, whatever you're doing, keep, keep on doing, doing it. it. So that's, right. that's, that's, that's right. how the eating changes started for me. Yeah. And what about Frotastic? Now, Frotastic's a whole different beast now. You don't well, turn, you don't reinvented yourself with Frotastic over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, um, I started uh, working out uh, joined the gym and I was always physically active, you know, as, as a young person. And Correct. then, you know, as I got older, the, life happens, you work in raising children, went to school, doing all of that. The fitness would take intermittent breaks. I would always come back to it, but then I would stop, you know? So now, um, it's a new, it's, it's who I am now. So fitness <coughs> is just Excuse as me. important to me as eating, as drinking water, working out, is just as important. So I make sure if I'm not going to fully work out and lift weights, I'm actually going to either jump some rope for 20 minutes, um, maybe run for a little bit, just something to stay active on a daily basis. I have to say though, that with the current state of the, the world at the moment, my right. energy and my, my fitness has taken kind of a hit because mm -hmm. I just don't have the energy to give to it but I haven't stopped. Right. So I will do that 15 or 20 minutes to make sure that I'm still moving That's and right. make sure that I don't, I'm not de depriving, depriving myself right. of, you know, my own needs and That's physical right. needs. You know, I can't allow the world to actually affect that. So right. know, I still have to be strong and able to fight, you know, cause the war is about to begin. <laughs> Right, 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 right. Now, what, what we're going through has been taxing on all of us, not just those who got pre-existing conditions. The people that's out there, they're working, working 12 hours to 15 hours a day, they're on their right. feet. You know, how do we sustain that? Hustle Brown, my brother, Mr. Harris, you, you, you've transformed your life just a little bit too, brother. So yeah. how, how's it been working out for you, man? So it's, um, it's actually been a lot more than a little bit. Right. And it was and it was actually a mandatory thing when it started. Like I'm I'm having big fun right now. You sure. Because I'm 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 all the way into it now and it's and it's you know, we always been athletic, but now it's yes, sir. So, but when it started, basically a couple of years ago, I, um around my thirty fourth birthday, um, a couple of days after that, you know, I, I got a I got a, a, a unwanted present. Hmm. Talk about it. Well I was I was how it started. I was I was actually you know uh, excuse me for being a little graphic, but I was I was going to the bathroom a little bit more than than than, than I than I thought. Like I was. Mm -hmm. I, I, I didn't understand. Right. Honestly, at the time, 
I thought maybe I, I, I might have had a little close encounter with the wrong person or something, and, and I needed another cylinder sign. Easy, easy, brother. <laughs> but yeah, nah, but you had, but you had to go check it out, though, son. You, you don't, you don't stay stagnant with that. It was, you know, it was, it was the reason why I'm doing, you know, it's not normal. So I, I go check it out, and um, the lady tells me my sugar is through the roof. Right, like kept me in the hospital for three days. I, I went, you know, thinking I was gonna get a shot and get sent home and, and you know, be nice. And I was in the hospital for three days. So I came wow. home with diabetes and realized that I had to get serious. So first thing I do, you know, I, I, I say, okay, I'm gonna go to the supermarket. I'm, I'm gonna figure out what it is I can eat and what I can't eat, right? And, and I left the supermarket disgusted because as I'm reading all the labels and I'm reading everything, everything is full of sugar. I'm like, all right, so what I'm supposed to eat? <laughs> I can't eat none of this. Yeah, let me tell you something, not to cut your wisdom, when I found that high fructose corn syrup was in bread, I said, the game got to change, son. Yeah. Why, why, why is sugar in there? And I, and I know it starts, starts turning to sugar, but it specifically say high fructose corn syrup. Now, why do I need corn syrup in my bread? I don't right. get it, son. It don't make sense, man. Oh. It don't make sense. And it it it's high fructose. We got it. High, not low, not medium, nigga. <laughs> the <High>. best. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is high. High as you don't know what, man. For real, man. So, you know, I mean, the, 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 I, I figured out, you know, I had to just start eating more natural. Like, you know, I'm mm -hmm. eating what's in the box because the box got everything on it. I got to start eating stuff that don't come in the box. Right? That's right. Right. And, and, and I got with Black Mike. Right, 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 right. And I, and I, and I build on that, because you and Black Mike are doing some big things too, man. Yeah. With that, that teamwork thing you got going on. But we gonna shoot the big homie. Big homie, you been in the game a while, man. And as a youngster, I watched you athletically from, um, was it, Co-op City Rams, you and Hop? Like, yeah, I'm taking it back, brother. I'm showing your age a little bit. Um, Yo, talk, talk about how important it is just just to be fit, period. Bro. Um, I, I think, you, you know, you know, being being in in fitness now, um, and realizing um, there, there there's 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 different levels of people. Yes, right? sir. Um, you know, of course, you know, going all the way back to like you said, you know, Co-op City Rams, like. You know, I could even go before that, you know, Bridgefield, you know, baseball, Hayford baseball. Park. Yes, sir. Right? Um, you know, I was always athletic. Um, so this, you know, where I'm at now with it is just that it was just simply the transition. Mm -hmm. Right. Um but I, I realize for us, like that was it, right? Like we we were in the park, we played basketball, and we did football, and, and then that was it. But fitness was not, wasn't necessarily attached to that. That was just something that we did. Yeah, that's right. Um, it was, you know, um, there was nobody there to give us the guidance to let us know that this was a lifestyle, mm -hmm. right? Like there was something, like athletes, you know, we see, what we're seeing is finished product, right? We, we're not seeing you know, how, the, you know, the regimen, the regimen, right, the regimen, right? Like, how did Rick, Rick Ross said it best? You, you wasn't with him shooting in the gym, right? And, no. and so, and so, that's I always, 
you know, me training kids now, you know, I always got it expressed to them like, this is it. The, the work now is it. It's right. not, you know, what you see on, you know, because everybody is, is so, you know, hooked on, you know, sports center, right? right? And so you get hooked on sports center. So what, you know, sports center is finished product, right? And, and it's not even necessarily finished product, right? Because that person is still working to get better. Right. You know, that I, that highlight was that one thing, but it's it's something that you know the person is still getting better and, and, and trying to do and and take care of business. But as far as me, you know, and fitness and, and evolving in it, um, it was something that like it, it sort of you know came you know naturally, right? You know sports thing and then unfortunately you know right you know, did some you know that fed time that, that was it allowed you some time to think and say you know it what, gave what me some I... time to think but right, it, right. once again in the, you know you, you speak to anybody that was with me in the feds i'm like i'm i'm mr football right flag football <laughs> season comes and you on it <laughs> man you know I mean? even the police is coming out to see me but, that's crazy man, that's real. Um, no, seriously. Um, but the the thing, but and what I did was, you know, the whole, you know, I had my whole little crew that used to go out six a.m. boom, hit the weight pile, and right. and uh, it's so funny because my man, he owns a gym down in the city now. Um, he was my bunkie, and you know, and I remember him studying, you know, to get his certification. And I used to be like. You know, of course, like, why are you doing that? Like, you know, but me, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm at this point, and I will be 100% honest, like, bro, I'm not totally bought in on, on, on the whole work thing. You know what I'm saying? So he's like, yo, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm like, it's so crazy, right? Like how things come first, full circle. Yes, sir. And then, you know, I'm working in. That's when the Dwayne Reed was across the street from Macy's, and, and he was working at Crunch, and and he saw me in there, and he said, "Uh, yo, I gotta get you out of here, like, right? <laughs> no, not seriously, right? Because he, he just knew that it, it wasn't me, right? right? Um, and um, he called me one Saturday morning. He was like, "Yo, I, I set up an interview. I want you to go see my man." I was like, "I'm not doing no training." He's like, "It's too late. I already gave the dude your name, right?" And that was it. That started me on right. training. You know That's what I'm saying? Cool. And um, that that just created. You know, it's so crazy because that was that was not even the path that I was looking for when I right. when I came home. Um, but once I got into it, I and, and realized that it's the very same hustle that we came from. That's right. That was it. That's it. You know That's I mean? it. And then now, of course. You know, when you start involving and talking with kids and parents about, you know, athleticism and, and, mm. and getting their kids together, now it takes on a it takes on a whole new life, right? Yes, because, it does. because I don't believe that you should. I don't believe you know, and and we. I think all of us here, we can we can all speak to it. I don't remember a Saturday morning where I slept in. Like yo, we were out. Say that again. You understand what I'm saying? Say, no, say that again, my nigga. You understand what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> it wasn't a Saturday where you're sleeping till noon? 
No, yo, we can, if we were out, out like, yo, yo, we're going <laughs> somewhere, run. Yo, like, H, HB, we, we was in the park, what, 7.30 to 7.30? But that's what I'm saying. And so, right. and so now these kids that, you know, are so, you know, are so PlayStation heavy, right? They're reluctant not to go outside. They're reluctant not to go outside. So now you don't have, you don't have as many athletes. Right? right, and so now I'm teaching kids how to run. Wow, right? I'm teaching kids like I'm teaching them form, like how to run properly. Like, like this morning, I, I'll just give you an example. A kid, I like I have to teach him how to run. Right, he's he's talented in one facet, but in terms of running, right, he doesn't have no he, he form, no none of that, nothing. He doesn't have it. And, now that, and, that, and that begs to my point, not to cut your wizard, because Shanana and, and I was talking with, with, with Rice, and most of y'all might, I know HB knows Rice. And he was on the front line during this whole pandemic situation. And mm -hmm. one of the first things he was saying is like, it's attacking everyone's lungs. But he, the crazy part about that conversation, he was saying, yo, master, people don't know how to breathe. Right. Mm -hmm. And I took that back when I was in, when I was in, maybe elementary school. When you go in the gym, you set arms distant from everyone. The first thing you did was take a couple of deep breaths. They taught you how to deep, deep. You know, Mr. Suntag. Mr. Suntag, Suntag. right there, son. Deep breath. Ooh, <laughs> Come on, son. Mr. Dubal. Mr. Dubal. <laughs> so, so when you was about to play Bombard, you better have your wind up. You better, right. you better, you better get ready. So now people not knowing how to, to, to take deep breaths. now. Breath for me is, is on an esoteric level because when I meditate, I make sure I go to all different scenarios when I meditate. And, and I've also taken a couple of Tai Chi lessons too. And okay. it's all breathing, B. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I, didn't know, I, even, I didn't even know the shoulders were attached to the lungs. Every time I'm doing this, I'm just spreading my wings, B. Yeah. Which, made, which made sense to me. And some of the practices I have in basketball, and you may attest to this, HB, when you used to run laps, they kept the ball above your head. Because all your lungs is open. Right. Hope you're getting all that oxygen. And as we get older, we don't take deep breaths. At all. We No. We, Unless you're mad. They're, they're very short, shallow breaths. And we don't take deep breaths unless we are involved in some sort of physical exercise that actually makes us take deep take breaths. Deep breath. Which right. is why meditation and breathing exercises are important because right. that's what keeps our lungs strong. So if you have a sedentary life and you are not taking those deep breaths, you are just allowing your lungs to just atrophy. atrophy. Yep. They just exactly. they just up, and then it's hard for you to breathe when it's time for you to take a deep breath. Right. Right. Yep. Ask you this because you mentioned, um, you know, uh, Frontastic. You were talking about BMI. And BMI, I think, often comes up um, when you start talking to people about BMI. Everybody always goes to, well, there's this European expectation of what BMI should be versus people of color. And do, I'm just wondering, do you see that as a barrier for people who are reluctant to possibly engage in fitness because they feel, well, you know, that's, that's European standards? So for me, I just knew what was right for my body. I've always been a thin person. You know, I was 110 pounds for most of my life until I started having children. Then I go up in like 10 pound increments. So I've never really struggled with weight. So for me, I knew I was not at a weight that I should be. 
So I never really tell people like, you know, you shouldn't be this big or because I don't I don't want people to feel self-conscious about themselves. They're already dealing with a society that kind of tells them like you're not supposed to be a certain weight. What I always express to people is that if you're lifting weights and you're building muscle, the scale is not going to tell you the difference between whether the weight is from the muscle or weight is from the from fat. fat. Right. What you need to do is just make yourself put yourself in a position to eat healthy, get regular exercise. Weight will come off. You don't have to be a certain weight just because someone else tells you that. What you want to know is that what your fat to muscle ratio, ratio is. Right. So scales don't give you that. I mean, you really need to go and see like a physician who will give you like a whole metabolic exam and stuff. Or something right. Like that, yeah. But but for the most part, you have to know what feels good to you. So you know, if you're walking up a flight of stairs, I also work in heart failure, so that's a whole nother story. But you know, if you're walking, right, if you're walking up a flight of stairs and you're like, and you've only taken five steps, it's an issue. <laughs> and an it issue. probably yeah. is because you have more fat around your lungs or around your body that's not allowing your cardiovascular system to just yeah. be free and breathe and, and allow this. So you really have to trust your judgment about yourself. Mm. Know where you were at one time and where you felt your healthiest. And then go with that. I don't I don't I don't subscribe to to like the whole BMI thing because that really isn't a good um again, it doesn't really tell you because it's gonna go by your weight, right? And then it's gonna tell you, okay, 25, you are maybe close to being overweight. But you may be at 25 and you less muscular. You walking around, you know, looking like a god or a goddess, you know? So it's not, I don't, I don't really go with the BMI. I really tell people, look at your body and get yourself to a place where you feel healthy, mm -hmm. where you feel like I can walk this flight of stairs. I can walk, you know, do speed walks and to run. I tell my mom the same thing. Like, just get out and walk. Give yourself 20 minutes where you're, you're breathing heavy. You know, right. you're putting that work your, in, man. You're getting right. that sweat. Keep the blood flowing through your body. So you really have to get to a point where you feel comfortable and your quality of life is up. That's what's important, especially at our age, because at Lifestyle, this age, man. right at this age, you're going to face heart disease, uh, diabetes, diabetes, high blood um, pressure. High, right. And one of the other things, and I'll, I'll finish after this so that everyone else can get a chance to talk. <coughs> Black people take pride in our food being seasoned. <laughs> Yet we are the ones who suffer with hypertension and diabetes. We really have to, I'm not telling you to have unseasoned food, but we over season our food to the point that we are dying from seasoned food and we are bragging about it. You have to change that mindset. Because, because it, we become slave to our tongue, that's it. Exactly. Desirable slave to our tongue. And, and I've done raw vegan, I mean, I'm not, I've, I, I still kind of touch on fish right now. I've been like eating fish more, but nice. for the, for the two years, I was pretty much completely vegan and the, the raw vegan, the food can taste just as good. You just don't eat. It's just not cooked. It's raw. Right. And I've done cooked vegan food as well, Right. but you don't have to over season it. You know, we have and, to start worrying about the sodium content in the food. Right. And See? we can't just be talking about, oh, you know, they don't season their food. Well, we over-season our food. So how are we going to stop killing us by not over-seasoning our food? We have an aneurysm after we eat the chicken. 
Right. So, and, and, and it's funny thing, you, you mentioned a couple of things, man. Knowing your numbers, you know, knowing your numbers is very important to me. When you talk about sodium content, because I didn't know, you know, the average body can only take in about 22 milligrams of salt per day. You know what I'm saying? Per day. So that means if you're eating two slices of bread, one of them slices is about 110 milligrams. So if it's two, it's 220. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, ain't, you ain't put no mayonnaise on it. You ain't put no nothing else on it. Right. And already, it's already almost a thousand. Right. You know what I'm saying? And we're and we're and we're trained to eat three square meals a day, which all of those all of those three square meals have meat in it. So yeah. your body is already working twice as hard to get rid of breakfast. Right. Then lunch is right four or five hours after that. You put lunch on top of that, then dinner. Then right. what, what's, what, what's the term we use instead of instead of niggeritis? Uh, ethnic fatigue. Ethnic fatigue. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Yeah, this is what you're wiped out by the end of the day. Right. Know, <clears throat> lifestyle has a lot to do with it because it was lifestyle that you know I allowed myself to damage my kidney, not just- But we all did, we all yeah. do. We yeah, all yeah, do yeah. have done things that just were not the best things for our bodies because one, we didn't know any better, right? But now we know better, so we have to do better. Absolutely. And another reason is, is because historically, that's just the way we had grown up. Like, you know, right. and when you look at people, they're like, no, nah, you know, it, I know for a fact that my son has type one diabetes, which is, autoimmune not the type 2 where you can actually change and reverse he right. needs to have um, an insulin pump so his diabetes his um, hemoglobin a1c keeps going up and mm. it's because it's not because he's not eating he's eating too much sugar, sugar. it was because he was eating too much fat mm. so he's eating fat. high protein foods so he's eating steak right. steak block the fat blocks the the insulin from getting into your blood cells which is why the sugar is spilling into your blood and your sugar is spiking so people think it's just the carbohydrates but it's the fat as well you really have to have a balance right and that's what it's all about that's right that's right hb talk a little bit about your, your the diabetes and, and and you know it's definitely changed your life you know what i mean but you know your your father your family how, how is it Introducing it to your family or sharing those ideas with your family. So I mean, across the board, like it's it's a change, like to everybody. Um, you know, my my daughter has actually been my biggest motivation um, because you know I I need to be there. That's right. Um, it, it's funny though because listening to this conversation, it's 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 a lot um, simpler than we than we think. Um, as I'm hearing everything. You know, everything is piggybacking off of each other, right? We talked about the lack of activity in the youth and, and kids not even being able to run, right? If you look- All brief. If you, and this is where I was going with it, right? Because they can't run, right? And because they're stuck in front of the TV, we talked about we went outside and they're stuck inside, right? They're not doing basic activities, never mind you know, us being on the basketball court or going from borough to borough, playing different games all day, you're not doing basic breathing, right? right. So they're not doing basic breathing, they're not moving, right? So now this is where the respiratory problems, you know, come in, right? And now when they do try to do something, right, we, we can't even think about running, like I was saying, because you you still trying to figure out how to breathe, right? And right. then you think it's over there, it's not even over. On top of you not doing anything, 
sitting around. Now, on top of that, you making your body work twice as hard as it should, right? By by and just by the wrong food, right? You overworking your body and you like walking around, right? So it's a good thing when all the problems you know have a common denominator because then there's a common solution, right? Like we need to be active. Like you, 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 you remember Rob? Like I remember. Remember the little drawstring book bags, little, little, little. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and putting like seven jerseys in that little drawstring bag and getting on the train. Yes, sir. Game to game to game to game to game to game all day, right? And then we might get back to the block and play another one just because. Right, right. and and being seventy-eight to three in the morning, yeah, yeah. easy, easy, son. Right. But you said, but the, but the, but the lifestyle is changing. The kids today, they're reluctant to go outside because of these devices and these toys. I remember coaching in in Maryland, and a buddy of mine, he was from Brooklyn, and we played ball all through Maryland. And upon coaching, you know, you kind of test the kids out. So like, Run some laps. And so we had to stop practice. These kids was just, and they were, we talking about seventy eight year olds, and we told the parents, "Yo, cut every PlayStation off, all the Sega, turn it off." Your kids is lazy. And they looking at us like, I'm like, look, your kids can't even run. It's not even a full-size gym. And they can't even do a lap. But you want your son to talk about, I want to play like Carmelo Anthony. This thing ain't can't run. But that comes from not going outside. Like like you said, when we played outside, we played manhunt, all sorts of stuff that involved running. Right. You know what I'm saying? Even if you went to the store, your mother said, hurry up. You ran to the store and back. You was inclined to be athletic, jump a fence, climb a tree. Them things ain't associated in, in children now. So how do we get our children? Rob, let me, uh, just in terms of getting exercise. So mm. you you remember Nana lived on the fourth floor. She yes, would ma'am. walk up and down those stairs every, for, day. every day for more than once. It wasn't until we moved her to the ground floor that she started to have her health issues. See that? Because she had one incident where they had to go go up this four, four flights of stairs and bring her down on the stretcher. And then we made the change like, okay, this is going to be too much for her to keep, you know, if she got sick again. We moved her to the ground floor and her heart disease just got right. worse. Right. Because now she's not walking up them four flights of stairs. And she Nana did that with ease. Yeah. She did that with ease. I mean, she had, she had her open heart surgery. She comes home and we told her, all right, Nana, we'll do things for you. And one day the neighbor calls and Nana's carrying her walker, walking up the stairs on Corsa to go to the store. That walker, the damn uh, shopping cart, she was doing it all. Exactly. So it really, and that she, this was an 80 year old woman, right? So walking up four flights of stairs, these kids don't, they can't handle four flights of stairs now. It's like, (sighs) up those stairs. So, Pi, let me ask you, man. How how do how let, do we let, go ahead? Yeah, let, I mean, let, let me jump in because I I I, I, I kind of heard the question that you were about to ask, and I because I deal with kids um, pretty much every day, um, and I I will tell you how I I speak to all parents, you know, black, white, whoever. I I give them all the the you know the same advice right because here it is because usually there are different expectations right right from from parent to parent there's different expectations you know um 
because we're in the age right now um because that because we're talking about the group of kids that we're talking about are the sedentary kids right and right. then there's the next level of kids that are prolific at something right and can actually probably be go on to do something but still have that lazy way about them right, right. and so how do we change the 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 narrative we change the narrative by being parents and and i'm just going to keep it 100 with you like i don't play the game like you can't tell me what it is that you're not going to do all right sure. um, this is a dictatorship and i and now i'm coming from the, the, the standpoint of a parent right because i see the big picture and so the big picture is is that you are going to be active right now i'll just give you an example of my youngest son right i remember i mean he was very young at this point and i told him you know he was you know i got him into a school in manhattan so i said you know and i knew that they they were very big on hockey so i said look go get him ice skating lessons he, you know and at this point he's i would say he's five maybe about five so I took him up to the palace and he's got him to hockey. Okay. He's, oh, I don't, you know, I mean, he didn't want to do it. Yeah. Want to do it. <laughs> right? So just a long story short. So right, he does right. it, right? Now he winds up tearing up the whole damn hockey league. Like he's like for not like and winds on winds up being like a phenomenal hockey player. Like the only reason we stopped hockey is because it conflicted with Gaucho so much. Right. That's right. Like, because literally I had a four sport athlete. Like this this kid was playing hockey, lacrosse, Dang. basketball, That's and crazy. football. Right? That's crazy. Right. So and prolific at all of them. Right. I don't know if I told you, Rob, but he has seventeen offers right now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? For football. That's dope. Yes. So but all you know the, the the football coach from northwestern told me you know on a zoom call he said we came to the basketball he had notre dame cal and somebody else all at his basketball practice at his school and they just watching him and they 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 said they they loved watching him play basketball right just because of the athleticism he showed and right. i explained to them that this was a this was something that I put together. It's repetition. It's lifestyle. And, and the, the fact was, the fact was, is that he went from sport to sport, and he 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 did, he thought that every kid did what he did. Mm -hmm. You understand? Right. He, he thought that wrong. every kid played three and four and, and five sports. That was, you know, what I mean, because I didn't give him an option. And I think that to go back to your question, to answer it, is that we give our kids the option to say oh i don't want to do that right versus versus no option versus no this yo because because i i always put it like this i'm not paying for college mm. and, and i know that you're gifted so you're going to help me out right you exactly. Period. And, that's right. You, and that's and that's it. Like we're not, this is not an argument, and this is not right. a debate. A debate. Nah, I'm drawing. A, I'm drawing a line in the sand. Not a right democracy now. here. I, I, like, I, I'm a huge Fidel Castro fan. Dude, it's a dictatorship. My my youngest son's name is Che, like like Che Guevara. So he he. I, 
Because you know, every January second, it's everybody's resolution to get back. <laughs> oh man! Niggas is lazy, man. That look, and look, I, I've been in, I've been in fitness a very long time, man. And so I've seen every resolution and every, you know, and, and I think that every last one of them broke too. The, the, the thing is, is that. I mean, culturally, us, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't grow up with parents that where that was their thing. I think right. that, think, of course, my kids, right? If you, all of my kids, they work out, they train, they, they it's because there, there was no other way. Right. It, it wasn't getting it wasn't, around it. Right. That, that's it. You know what I'm saying? You, you know what I mean? And plus, I wanted to show you how it is that I earned my pay, so you can see. Right? Right, right, but the whole thing is, and I think that we're where we kind of and and I see this with all of us. Like you want to, you want to kind of, you want to parent, right? And I think that we parent in such a way that we get kind of we get a little bit complacent to the point where now we have, like I said, we're missing we're missing the boat on opportunities for our kids because now our kids are not active they're not athletic right they're not they don't have they don't have anything to offer like i told you rob i I run a consulting business right and so one of the big one of the big things with my consulting business when i place your kid at a school is that what sport are they prolific at right now that could mean the difference of you paying fifteen thousand let's say let's say four grand or sixty nine thousand Correct. Because if you play nothing, okay, well, it will, you know, and, you know, and maybe academically your kid is strong, 
They don't let them in. But now you're going to come up with 60. Now, just the other day, I placed a kid from Philly. Running back, great. Now, the grandmother was ecstatic. Why? Because she saw the price tag of the school, which was 68000 and she only has to pay 4700 Why? Because her grandson is prolific in something. Right. And do you understand what I'm saying? So now we, we have to have something to offer to where it is that we put our kids in a position that's better. Right. And, if you, if, and because I, I'll give you a quick story, a, another one. My oldest son was being recruited by Princeton. And the guy said, you know, we just turned down 700 valedictorians. We don't need another smart kid at Princeton. Meaning we want somebody that's going to come and contribute. Right. Do you understand? That's right. 700 valedictorians. So that's, a, that's 700 motherfuckers that thought, yo, I got this. <laughs> exactly. Right? Exactly. They thought, <clears throat> I'm, I'm in. But Princeton was like, you're just smart. That's all you are. That's all you are. Let me so let me. when we think when we think about the kids that are uh, the, the age groups that we're talking about, mm-hmm. we're talking about a lot of children who probably are products of younger parents, right? Because we know, not, like, not, not, well, not, well, we know that our not. like I was a young parent. I was 18 years old when I became a parent. So right. I, I can honestly say that the resources at that time that I was aware of. I wasn't aware of much. You so I didn't really have my um, children in things as early as five years old. Okay. However, at the time I was still in the Bronx, so I was able to put my son in the Mashalu Community Center where he played basketball. And okay. then um, we, we, you know, I, I put them in Little League. Um, right. And, you know, and then they played baseball. Then when I moved up here to Tarrytown, they started off how i got them to meet people before starting school here was to play football so i signed them up for the town league for football and then i never really had to like tell my kids to go outside and play in all honesty they were they got up like i did they got up can i go outside sure no problem and they were out all day they come in grab something to drink back outside you know hanging out with friends house nighttime then they're on the game most times they're outside. They would play manhunt. They were playing games that, that we played when we were younger. Right. I think a lot of times is that we have parents who um, maybe ne- in, a, in a sense don't necessarily want to pay for college. Like you said, like I'm not paying for college. You're going to earn your way. But right. they don't know how to empower their kids to play sports. They're trying to control their kid to play a sport that they think the kids should play. Instead right. of saying, like you said, you asked your, your sister or your niece, well, what does she want to play, right? right? And they don't give the kid the opportunity to say, it, they may only know one sport. Like, you're going to play right. basketball. You're you're six feet tall. You're going to play basketball. Right, 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 he right, may right. not you, be into you, basketball, you but he that. may be yep. great at soccer. That's, he, that's may be, he may that's be great at, at tennis or golf, lacrosse, whatever right. it is. And there's scholarships for all those things. But that's I think the parents have to educate themselves into learning what their child enjoys and then working off of that. Some of us, we don't do that. We are just guiding them based on what we know, what you as know. opposed to having an open mind that they may be better at something that has nothing to do with us culturally right so it doesn't necessarily have to be basketball or football but because that's all we really 
engage in, that's what we push them to. So like to, you said. So to Shannon's point, it, it's not so much the children. The children are the effect. The cause yes, are right. the parents. We have to find all, ways all the, to empower, right, the, empower the, the young kids the, to the, do the, something. The, the parents the for sure are definitely the problem. They're the cause and the right. effect of the children. You know what I'm yes. saying? Yeah. And, and, and the lack of guess, you know? I was, you know, I was saying, I think like, you know, every year you get adults, not even from a kid perspective, the adults um, make these resolutions. I'm going to get in the gym and then, you know, there's... <laughs> and last for two days. Yeah, there's statistics that show us that when people start talking about wasteful spending, right up there along the side of having a huge cable package is gym memberships. Right. You don't actually take advantage of gym memberships. So there were some happy people when COVID started and they didn't have to really say that I gave up the gym yeah. on March 15th. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. So how, that is crazy. How, how do we get, you know, to kind of shift away from the kids and just think about like it, the, a lot of times the kids are going to emulate what they see the parent or the adult do. That's a fact. The adults and the parents aren't physically fit or engaged in fitness. How right. Like that to sort of... I'm glad you said that. Because Derek is fit. So his kids are witnessing... Right, what dad sick. do. Dad, right. that's dad. I'm be like dad. That's right, a perfect exactly. example that you're living with someone like that. Exactly. Which 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 which, which, which sends me to talk to uh, HB about Mike what, what Black is doing and that Black man decathlon y'all be running because I don't know what the hell that shit there. Oh, shit is this the Team doing? Spartan Spades? Team yeah, Spades, yo, son. <laughs> Yo, that's boot camp, my nigga. I, ke I keep saying my knees are not, <laughs> not ready for they that. No. Yo, these yo, Shanae, they running in mud, they climbing trees, they doing all sorts of things. Yo, talk, talk to us about that, yo. No, but, but let me tell you something, man. It's not, it's not intimate. It's not as intimidating um, as it, as it looks. Yeah, and the thing is too, you know, it's there's different. Um, groupings so to speak right like so there are people who are elite and who do this thing for a living and and they actually go on the calendar and they plan they you know they 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 itinerary plane trips and all of that and they travel around the country all year doing this right mm -hmm. and heats for them right. but then for the regular people too right and right. and and the, the most beautiful thing about them spartan races is that you're going to find somebody there that's going to push you, right? You're going to find somebody that's going to challenge you, that's going to hit that 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 nerve in your body to say, I, I, I got to keep doing it. But you're going to find somebody where you at, where you at, you know, trying to get where you at. And right. the pottery in these races is something that I've never seen before, right? Like you... It's like military. It's, it's, it's the military, but... You know, it's it's people in there that just signed up. So it's not just the staff sergeant yelling at you like he don't like he forgot when he was human. And he it's, pri it's Private Ryan in there too, trying to struggle his way through, huh? <laughs> With you, you know, and you'll be surprised that you 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 doing it, and right when you about to give up, you turn around, and the total stranger is going to be the one that's going to push you to right. keep keep going. going. Yeah, right, right. That's 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 what that's what well, that's what it's about. Right, um, it, it, it goes back to what we're talking about. It's it's, it's a it's a mentality, right? And, and if you and if you if if you indoctrinate your you know 
your kids, mm -hmm. yourself with the mentality, all you're doing is, is is watching it carry over. Right. It's a it's a it's a carryover thing. It's it is it it makes it makes you accountable, right? Absolutely. As a parent, right? As the parent it makes you accountable and now you know, you pay attention to what it is you're eating and drinking because you want your your son or your daughter to make sure that they're taking care of themselves in the future. You know, and, and just making sure that they're they they have an understanding of that um you know, I, as uh, all of us as as black people, right? You know, we're we're so um hunkered down in tradition, right? And our traditions are are attached to our food and our food right. it's crazy right and the, and so we've had to and i'm sure everyone here has had to separate ourselves from the our traditional foods because right it's it's not something that we can we can hang continue, out with for the next, continue to eat like that right for the next 70 years you can't do it you, there's yeah, no our bodies our bodies are not built to process that crap that's right. And you're absolutely right. And so I, I, I started telling my kids, um, your body, you have to think of it as a well-oiled machine. It is either you compare it to your Porsche, your Ferrari, whatever high quality automobile it is. Mm -hmm. What kind of oil and gas do you put in that car? You got to make sure that you are putting the highest quality oil. Sure. You got to think of your body sure. the exact same way. I, I remember when my son got diagnosed with the diabetes, I was like, okay, we all, every, everyone gives up sugar. Like we're all, there's no more sugar in the house. He has his sweetener if he needed something, but there was no more high fructose corn syrup, none of that. I took the high fructose corn syrup. I was like, I'll take this to work. I'll make some frozen waffles for breakfast and then whatever. I sugar crashed so hard that day. I threw the syrup in the garbage and I never drank, I never had regular, what is that, Aunt Jemima? None of that, none of that shit again. ever again. Like, wow. I am not putting this in my body. That shit would, it just messes you up completely. That's I'm sorry fact. I'm cursing on your show, but. No, 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 let it out. Let it out. Spit it out how you're living on here. We, we yeah, not, yeah, yeah. so I'm, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get into everyone around me to get into a mindset to eat for your organs. You got to eat go. for organ health. My my boyfriend and I, like we are, that's what we talk about all the time. Like, what do we put? Are we feeding us green juices? Are we putting the greens, the reds, the purples, the that's yellows, right. all the stuff that's supposed to feed our organs. That's the way we're supposed to be eating, not just for taste. It's okay to have some things that taste good, but we have to make sure that the majority is what's going to treat and help heal our organs you know, from, from, from a cellular standpoint you know you're, you're absolutely right because your cells it's your cells that need the the, the right. reconstructing and and the energy to continue to reproduce and make more cells so right. your cells your cells form tissue your tissues form organs your organ has an all entire system that needs to be ran without you it just needs <laughs> you to pour into it and give it right. what it needs so it can continue going on you know, that's the reason why I talked about breathing. And another thing, drinking water. These two things are just uh, a, a symbiotic. They just, they just mesh together that people don't even involve themselves with, man. Exactly. They don't even, I know people that don't even drink water. Water, I haven't drank water in months. Like, I would hate to be walking in the bathroom behind you. Right. Your <laughs> shit probably smell like ammonia. 
man. It's just that's just just it, it's it's the, the lifestyle. Yo, son, it's the lifestyle and it's the repetitious behavior, bad behavior that we're stuck in. You know what I'm saying? And it's hard for us to detour out of that. So that's why we end up with high blood pressure. Forget about all the stress that you got to right. deal with before you even put any food in your in your stomach or drink any alcohol. It's right. your, it's, it's, it's it's your mental health because that creates toxin too. Right. The shit you think about hurts you more than a pork sandwich, than any yeah. Hennessy. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All the Hennessy and other, all the other things take you over the top. But what right. damage you first is how you're thinking, man. Right. That's a fact. You know what I'm saying? What, what if and it takes right. 30 days to create a habit. That's yeah, right. Say, what, what have people been doing for um, their gym routine since everything happened and now gyms are shut down? You know, how I'm working out at home. Okay, what kind of workouts are you doing? I have um, one barbell with two 25 plates, <coughs> and I have two 10-pound dumbbells, a 20-pound kettlebell, and a 35-pound kettlebell, a jump rope, and the great outdoors. <laughs> there you go. So I do, you know, I, if I get too Jedi life, you in that Jedi life, Yeah, huh? <laughs> I, I, I switch it up. And then I, I follow a lot of fitness, which is Frotastic Wonder. I mainly follow a lot of fitness people because that's what I'm looking at. Like, that's what I want in my head. It, it, it motivates me if I see someone else working out. Like, you know what? I got to get my workout in today. Right. And, you know, so I switch it up. Either I'm doing it indoors, I'm doing it outdoors, whatever the, whatever it is. I'm using weights. I'm not using weights. I'm using body weight. It all works. Nice. What's, what's your, I guess, what's your guys' position on um, resistance bands? Like, recently I've started using resistance bands. I have those too access to weights like that in the house, but do, do you think they're good? Oh, they're, they're, they're actually great. Um, and, and, and the thing that most people don't realize about resistance bands, when you train with, with weights, you train one way, right? You usually like push the weight and then right. lay down, right? When you push in the weight, you work in your muscles. When you relax, you're actually supposed to be working your tendons, right? Mm -hmm. You're down, you're, you're relaxing movement. You're not really working your tendons. The resistance band, the resistance bands force you to work your muscles that you're working on the exercise, and then to on the pullback on the, on the combat, right? Mm -hmm. so in some cases, it's actually better um, for you to, I would say, to start with resistance band because anybody get in the gym and want to be he man, think it's pick up at the gym, they doing something. Right? Yeah, I, I ain't never been the muscle guy. I always been the athletic guy. I tell you, when even when I play ball, even when I play ball. Yo, how I used to work out, I used to go to a party. Because back then, if you did the running man for four hours, your ass was in shape, my nigga. <laughs> you, go, you go to a bully party, he playing running man, and fucking, uh, what was the, the joint we used to run to? The the, the public enemy joint that, that your son used to have us running all night. And that's how I used to get, that's how I used to get in shape. Keeping yeah, wow. the real. You know what I'm saying? So, so, party. And resistance bands, they really are great for keeping your body um, moving. You know, getting resistance training, getting that. If you want to bulk, it's not going to help you bulk, right? Yeah, yeah. But it will give you a workout. And that's what's important is to get the workout. When the gym's open and you want to bulk, you go bulk. But the workout is what's important, keeping your body moving. That's right. I've heard also people, um, you know, in different circles, like I've heard some trainers say, you know, you need to have a, 
a good workout routine. And then I've heard other trainers say stuff like, you know, you need to make sure that your routine varies. Um, because that, based on like muscle memory, like, you know, you're not really helping or doing anything if you keep doing the same exercises over and over. You know, what, what's your position in terms of that? Like, should you stick to one workout routine or should there be, you know? Pie, pie, oh, take no, that, no, take, oh, take no, that, that, that it, it, it needs to vary. Um, I don't, I, I, I mean, my thing is, especially as a trainer, my, my job is to keep you on your toes. Right. So um, you, you're you never going to get the same workout um, at all for me. You, you know, you'll you'll get you'll 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 do things that are similar, but they won't be the same workout. Um, that's how I, that's I mean because basically I'm putting you through a workout that that mirrors whatever it is that your lifestyle is, right? Okay. I try to I try to challenge you in that way, right? right? So so if you're you know if you're a, a registered nurse and you do 12 hour shifts then and i know that you're on your feet for 12 hours then i'm going to work you in that way so that you can be good in that way right, right. that's right you, you know what i mean if you if you're a hedge fund manager and you're sitting there looking at six screens all day then i'm really probably going to bust your ass right because <laughs> you're, you're sitting down all day, all day yes, so right. <laughs> i'm gonna i'm gonna wake you up right so and and so i'm with me you know like i said how how, how i was really you know and, and most of the way that i train of course comes from just being down right and then and then and kind of you know watering it down for regular people right and so and just giving them something different consistently over time to where it is that they feel like oh wow like this is you know this is a great workout right but you always have to vary the workouts because what will happen is, is which everybody knows, you'll plateau, right? Right, 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 right. And so now you're going to be in a situation where your body's not responding, you're not seeing results, and now you're trying to figure out why. And the reason why is because you're not varying the work. Some something needs to be challenged. Something needs right. to be changed. And so this is this is very very important. And this is you know when I tell people you know you know. When you you know you get your trainer or you know you start you know make sure that the trainer is is going to make sure make sure they're going to take care of you in such a way that you feel good about how it is that they're training you you know what I mean how they're taking care of you because it is it, it's very very important you know I can I can tell you that in the training business and and I've been in it very very long time. I've seen trainers that were horrible make $140,000 a year. You understand? And the reason why they made that because personal well training itself is a is it's a it's a it's a it's a friendship thing, right? You the the person buys you. They they buy your personality. That's right? right. So you don't necessarily even have to really be good at what you do. If they like you they're just gonna train with you. They're gonna follow you know what, what you mean? say. Right. You understand? But if you're if you're good, then that's that's the whole then you're on another level. Yeah. Right. You understand? That's right. that's right. You're on another level with it. Um and you know, I consider myself I mean, the the people that I started in this business with, and it's a very small group of trainers, you know, um, they're still for the most part, they're all still in the training business. 
because they were pretty good at it. Right. right? Um, there's not a lot of people, you know, and then there's that group of people that, you know, they're doing something completely different, right? Um, and maybe, you know, they, it, because I, I, you know, training is one of those business that it's ebbs and flows, right? It's ups and downs, especially times like now, right? So, um, definitely, um, varying the workout is something that has to happen. It has to happen. And, and, and also eating clean. Eating, eating clean. Well, you, look, the, the well, I'm, I'm, glad, I, I'm glad you said that too. Not to cut your wisdom, Pa, because yeah. even even during my situation, you know, with high blood pressure and me being up to needing the kidney and all that, my my blood pressure stay high. But as soon as my wife changed my diet and started eliminating them, all the medication started to change. She's already I'm already off of one or two medications already. You know what I'm wow. saying? And, and I didn't and it didn't even work out. And Pa, I told you once I get the green light. I, I need that that resistance training. I don't want to bulk up. I right, just right. want to be. I just want to be lean and okay. ready for and ready for anything. Right, you know right. So I I know diet is very big and portion size too, man. Portion that, control is everything. And right. not eating eating when the sun is up. I learned that too, man. Stop eating when the sun is down because your body's not getting that energy from the sun to burn those calories off. Even if you're standing still, as long as the sun is up, it's working in your interior man but if you're out eating at 11 and 12 it's a disaster son you're looking for pockets of fat you're sitting under your neck and under your belly right and, like and, and grits grits eggs and bacons are not a good breakfast our traditions right our lifestyle son going back to our our cultural traditions which which are which we're entrenched in Right. right. Understand, like it, it's very hard for us, from our, for our people, to break away from those things. Yeah, the lighter yeah. the breakfast, the better, actually. But right. you know, you know, because then, so, because if you eat a heavy breakfast, then your body has to work to burn it off. By the middle of the day, you're like this, day, right. wiped out. Your body's wiped out from trying to, you know, burn off yeah. that food. So, That's right. what what about gyms? Like, okay, yeah, man. You start a trend now, eating the rest of the day, right? You, you you eat that heavy meal in the morning. You get your body working overtime. Now, in the middle of the day, your body's dying, but you eat again because you're trying to you trying right. to recover. You start a trend. I don't eat hot food until the afternoon, mm-hmm. and I started doing that. Like it, it, I thought I was gonna be hungry. I'm not. Like now, I wake up in the morning and I don't I don't want hot food in the morning right doing that That's right, right. Yeah. morning like i eat fruit then i eat the raw food and in the, in the, after i try to eat a salad like i might break down by like three i can't take it no more and i have something but i can't tell you the last time i've had hot breakfast yeah. wow that's a good that's a good way to start man, the day man i don't i don't i don't eat until four o'clock so i pretty much eat one meal a day yeah there you um, go and you do that intermittent fasting. Yeah, well, I mean, I got that from um, before the millennials. The black man, right? Right. Um, Elijah Muhammad, right? Yeah, um, the, the millennials call it intermittent fasting. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's, <laughs> you know, that, that's, that's how, but... That's the term. That's the term, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, I eat at 4 o'clock, and, and, and that's pretty much it um, for the day with me. Um, God bless you, brother. That's because, dope. Because, you know... 
that that is how you know like i said and every we're all here up in age we definitely need to find ways to kind of make make ourselves uh just more weathered right more um and 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 the better that we take care of ourselves the better we're able to endure that's right you know? and um you know, I, I, I find myself always challenging myself, especially training, you know, kids, you know, especially like today I was on the beach with these high school kids. So, and they always, you know, they always go at me. So it's always, it's, I always have to show them something to show them like. Yeah. Who are you dealing with, son? You can't you mess with me. You with, man. You know what I mean? With the clap in there, like, let's go. D up. You don't even know, right? I'm so like I, I tell him all the time. You don't even know who you deal with, <laughs> right? And, and but you know that's such a you know like I said, and that's part of it too. Like trying right, right. to be able to consistently um, let these guys know and show these kids what it is that I want. You know what I mean? And if I can't do it properly, then there's no way for me to you know to to transfer the knowledge. Right? That's right. right. That's right. So it's, it's very important that I I stay where where it is that I need to stay. I have to stay athletic. I you know so I have to run at least you know so I'll run at least probably twenty miles a week, right? Mm. You know what I'm saying? Sure. And, make, and make sure I get get that in and and you know kettlebell resistance bands. I do you know I love running. I, running on the beach for me is is it? You know what I'm saying? Um, I go out there to Orchard Beach consistently and, and run in that sand. And um, I go. Up I was to about to say, do you live in Florida? But I forget. <laughs> <laughs> what beach you running on, son? Good, good old, good old Chocha Beach. That's right. <laughs> you know, I, I, I get out there seven in the morning, and it's the same old people that been out there for years. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's the same. Walking their dogs. You know what I mean? And and that's and you know. And I go up to Yonkers to um, to Trevor Park and run those hills, and so that I can stay, you know what I mean? You know where it is that I need to stay, man. And right. and just you know, once again, it it to creating the mentality, right? Creating the mindset, that, and, and 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 then trying to explain it to somebody else, you know right. what it takes, you know, That's to right. con- to consistently do it over time and. And and that and let people know no you don't need me you don't need it you know right. um but you know I, you know people have to see us go do these things right in, in order for us to 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 have the testimony right and, and I always tell I mean I don't I don't try and tell people like oh go vegan go eat. for me right. it's like you're eating death right straight right. plane son no chaser. Right. No, but but you know, but, no, that's the but, truth. But that was the truth. So true, right? But I think that I think with our people, they they need more than that because you know yeah. we're hard as a culture, we're hard-headed. So we need we it has to be explained all the way out. So it can't be is depth. It's like yo, this right here. This is what it does to your body, like and right. explain. You can't persuade us. You got to write it out. Right. Like you got you got with us. You got to, and then we pay attention. Right. Like, I sent, oh. I sent my daughter-in-law a me- a video that I got on Instagram from this, um, the, this, these black men talking about dairy and right. what's in dairy. And he, 
as clear as day. He said, in the milk, there's doo-doo. <laughs> that was it. I sent it to her. She sent me a text message. We just finished milk. I'm going to buy almond milk for now. <laughs> it really is a lifestyle. I don't want no doo-doo milk. No doo-doo. <laughs> doo-doo, pus, whatever yeah, all that stuff. Mu- it, yeah, that's what's mucus. in there. Right, and mucus is and mucus is the disease of all, man. It's always the right. Mucus. It's the inflammation in the body that's killing us. Yep. But that's another episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think I think to me it really is a lifestyle change. Like I think that there are people, you know, I've had experiences where I, I had the opportunity to work with a personal trainer, and it was a really it was a really good experience because you know personal trainer is always good and they're motivating everything but i'm also like a person that's self-motivated so even when i don't work with a personal trainer you know i've conditioned myself to get up and you know do some form of exercise yeah you got that you got that super device over there so you got that my my peloton at least for 20 minutes which is eight miles a day that's That's serious that's a that's a serious machine i know a lot of friends who got the peloton during this pandemic and they are killing it yeah i got my peloton i got chin up bar i got resistant bands i got elliptical i got bells you know so you don't need a gym membership yeah it's right there turn the camera this way son (laughs) i don't i don't because again like i'm somebody who i for me doing it is it really is about buying into a lifestyle change and saying like all right i want to be healthy I'm committed to it the same way I carve out 30 minutes a day to go scroll through Instagram. I need to carve out 30 minutes a day to get on the machine and, and exercise and work out. And this first started, I was sharing with Rob, you know, I was like up to up to 200 pounds. And I was like, damn, like, yo, I got to put the snacks in. Yeah, he became a snack monster. That's what I Yeah. Started. I don't know if it was depression, like, what's going on? Quarantine 15, 20, 30, 40, 45. <laughs> Now the snacks got, add up real quick. Well, went to 180 and it's continuing to go down. And you know, I've, I've reconfigured and got my diet back together. Um, right. But Good I stuff. realized, like, for some people, it really is a lifestyle change. And that there are those people that I think, almost like what you were saying, Frotastic, like, there are some people you can tell it to and they'll be like, I've seen enough. I'm done. And then there are those people that they need somebody to literally hold their hand. You gotta ride it out. So. I say take, take one small change a week. Mm-hmm. Make one day a day that you don't eat death. Right. That's Pick right. One day. One day That's a week. That's a good point. I like See that. See how that works out for you. And if you realize, then try two days in a, in a month. It takes, like I said, 30 days to make a habit. So do one day a week for 30, for the four weeks in a month. See what it, see what it does for you. Wow. This you know? Is... I mean, honestly, the health, the lifestyle changes only helps you. Mm-hmm. You know, no one's telling you to change your lifestyle because we want to kill you. We're trying, right. to lie. We're trying to show you how to live and, here. And it, should, and it should be a personal choice. It should come from you. Right. Make the choice yourself. Right, right. But once, once again, it's, it, it's, it, 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 it's, it's um, we're entrenched in tradition, right? And we're, pro- and we're programmed, right? Um, you we know, gotta break I, those. I, yeah, and I, I was, we were just, I was just joking with somebody the other day, like, I, you know, I was like, yo, I remember when my mom would send me to the store to get six Kool-Aids, six packs of Kool-Aid for like a dollar, right? And and I was like, yo, and she like put so much sugar in the damn Kool-Aid. Right. I'm like, yo, this is- I think I, I think I remember them glasses of Kool-Aid yo. back in the day. 
<laughs> but this is this is it's so crazy, right? Because yeah. with us not knowing, like, yo, this this is crazy, right? This lady is pouring almost a whole bag of sugar, bag of sugar in there. Right? But, but, but as it was kid, good. It's, it's good, right? Like like you said, like you said though, is that we we're not trying to 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 change and people have to want to change food is an addiction just like any other addiction alcohol drugs sex whatever addiction it is food is an addiction and a lot of us are addicted to food and so it has to be a personal decision for you to acknowledge your relationship with what you put in your mouth that's 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 where it comes down we have to be the ones to bring it and that's the only way we're gonna rehab from it have right. a relationship with your food, baby. Right. Yo, listen, man. Y'all, y'all, have, y'all don't even know what y'all done for me, man. Because I, I have yet to get into a forum where I could talk to my peers about health, especially with what I'm going through, so I can share some of my stuff and hear other people's points of view about health, man. This has done wonders for me as well as my partner. She's not. But here we are. You know, this is kind of like the, the breakdown point. So at this point, we ask all of y'all to Kind of plug yourselves, your platforms, whatever you guys are doing. Let the world know who you are, and um, they'll check it out, man. So, Keish, what's got going on with Frotastic World, man? All right. I am Frotastic Wonder on Instagram. I also have a website, FrotasticWonder.com. And I also made a rap song (laughs) for natural women with natural hair. Check and it out. it's on YouTube, and you can find my YouTube channel on um, FrotasticWonder.com. HB, what's good, HB? You doing some good stuff too, bro. Yeah, we, we doing a whole lot, man. We, we, we gonna get your mind right, we gonna get your body right, we gonna get your pocket right, all right? That's right, okay. So I'm gonna tell you where you can find it all. You go on Instagram at dataguy, data underscore guy, right? And that'll link you to everything, right? We got Bronx Muscle, where we, that's an elite training group. You know, we got the, we got the meal prep for you and all of that. Nice training, you know, for, for, for the serious, right? And then in addition to that, I also started a health and wellness company, um, you know, emphasizing in detoxing. Um, we offer products for, for detox, for weight loss, weight gain, um, health and beauty. We got the hair, skin, and the nails, with the biotin for the women and all that. That's yeah. right. So all of that's at data guy, data underscore guy on Instagram. I'll tell you wherever you gotta go. Nice. Big brother. All right, y'all. I, I know y'all gonna laugh at me. Nah, I'm not, not. on Instagram. <laughs> I'm not on Instagram. I, I, I'm so y'all look. I'm, Are you I'm, on TikTok? Yeah, I'm not. Even, I'm not on TikTok. I, I'm. I am on Facebook. Um, Gorilla Prince Athletics. You right, can uh, check me out there. I do have a YouTube page, which is Gorilla Prince Athletics as well. Um, aside from the athletic training that I do, um, I j- I'll let you know that um, I do consulting, which means that what I, <clears throat> kids that have, uh, that are prolific at a sport, um, but they don't have to be, um, um, kids of color, but I'm not exclusive to kids of color. I try to find them situations that in terms of their educational situation, get them into a situation that is going to be really good. Now, with our with with our community, it's always a thing like, oh, I don't want my baby to go. Um, but what is the option that you have for them that's going to be better? And I always yeah. ask parents that, right? Um, 
I've sent three kids to boarding school and they've all had phenomenal experiences, right? Phenomenal. Um, and then my two older boys have went on and done some great things. Um, and like I just said, with my youngest son right now, he has 17 offers. I got a Zoom call tonight with Virginia Tech, uh, somebody, four different schools I got to speak to tonight. So, but okay. that's for sure. The, 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 I say that because I have really been making a push for our community to send their kids away to boarding schools because there is so much opportunity. Right. right? Yes, sir. And yes, sir. I'm, I'm telling, you know, I was telling somebody the other day, I said, you know, when you send your kid to XYZ high school, right? And you ask your son or daughter and, you know, say, you know, legitimately, what school would you, what college would you like to go to? And they say, Stanford. Okay, that's great. So now XYZ high school, now as us as parents here on the panel, our job is to see when's the last time somebody has went to Stanford from that school in the last 24 months. And if it hasn't happened, then it's not going to happen for your child. Mm. Okay. My job is to put your child in the situation where he's really going to be able to, he or she's going to really be able to go to Stanford because somebody has just went to Stanford there from Stanford last year. Right. And the year before. That's you right. understand? So right. I don't, I, I want us to stop putting our kids in situations that are not to their advantage. Don't put your kid in XYZ high school just because it's down the block. Close. Right. Stop doing that and then and then expecting all oh, the kid to make it into Princeton. But nobody right. has went 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 to Princeton from that place. Right. So, you know, so I'm making a really big push to try to get, you know, parents to, to consider the option. Or even day schools. If you if you're hell bent on not sending your you know your son or daughter away, consider the day schools. At least they they they'll still have the opportunity to make it to a good college. But stop sending your kids to these schools that where it's you know they're not going on to anywhere, right? Or you know they're going to you know X Y Z college and and now your your son or daughter finds themselves settling. Right, right, it, it, and you know, and it's not exactly where it, where it is that they wanted to go to school. So that's what you know. And then I just started my my non for profit in the mist, which in the mist is basically so that I can help families who can't afford me as far as training or afford my consultant. So provided that your son or daughter meet our, our criteria will either waive whatever fee or there'll be a partial fee for you to pay because right. I don't want to I don't want to turn anybody away from the opportunities that I have and I, I've made some really good contacts all around this country with some really great schools and so I don't want it to be that somebody you know can't because they, they got can't the bread right they don't, uh, because they don't have the bread uh not, you know so I gotta be like uh I don't want to do that right. so my um so I'm working on my non-for-profit now. I'm putting, the, you know, the finishing touches on that. But um, okay. yeah, Gorilla Prince Athletics, guys. Like I said, YouTube. Now is this gorilla like Cuban? Cuban gorilla? 
That's right. <laughs> That's right. Straight dictatorship over there. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. You know what? I was in Cuba what a year a year ago. Really? And, uh, yeah. And I, I just have to say it was an amazing experience. I, I, already, I already know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I just, I, that was that, when before all this went down, that was, I was going to Miami in April and then my next trip was Cuba. Yeah. So, How about that? Yeah, man. How about that? You'll get there. Yeah, yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yo, I love each and every one of y'all, man. This concludes the show. Towards the end of the show, we might ask somebody to drop a job, but this is how we do it at No Ideas Original. We bring panels in, we bring people in to express themselves, their testimonies, whatever ideas they have. We're here to promote us, most importantly, you know what I'm saying? And we can get things done, man, in a collective way. So, there's my co-host. You have any part words, Shy? No, thank you. I appreciated the conversation. See you all on the other side, y'all. Peace. Thank you for having us. All right. Take care, guys. All right.